Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Got a lot of football to talk about tonight. College, high school, the pros, talking about the Colts and the Chiefs, and some baseball right now. As Brendan King. Coach, what's going on? It's great to be with you and Sam Fritz on a Saturday night. Even better, be back in this chair with you doing updates on Indiana Sports Talk after what was a terrific end to the baseball season. More on that later. Tonight, a full breakdown of the college football Saturday. That has been so far. Cincinnati defeating Indiana 45-24. Notre Dame getting a key win against North Carolina 45-32, the final down in Chapel Hill. And right now, the Purdue Boilermakers in battle, taking on Florida Atlantic just out of the half. Purdue up on FAU. It's a 14-13 score as the Boilers look to earn win number two on the season. As well, we'll tell you all about the Colts and the Chiefs. One o'clock tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium. Can the Colts even think about beating the Kansas City Chiefs and earning win number one this year? Big League Baseball, Modern League Baseball, a whole lot of action coming your way tonight on IST. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King, welcome back. Congratulations to the South. Coach, thanks. It was, it has been an awesome week. And, uh, you know, it's uh, every day has just been a journey. And it was great to be with the ball club the last few weeks. There's nothing like a playoff run, especially in the game of baseball, which you know very well. And uh, again, just couldn't have been more grateful to be a part of that team and to be on hand for the championship. Well, you're kind of like a good luck charm. Last time they nah. won the championship, who was their who was their play by play guy? Oh, that was you. <laughs> well, right? hey, I mean, you know, yeah, I see a cause and effect right here. I really do. Well, as much as I'd like to think that's true, I think you got to toss it to just how well <laughs> just how well the Cubs have done with developing talent and. Coach, I think I talked about this Some with you. Some of those you. arms. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think yeah. I talked about this with you that – so South Bend obviously won the championship. Myrtle Beach, the low-A ball club, they made the playoffs, ultimately lost. And right now, actually, the double-A Tennessee Smokies are in the Southern League championship. So they're go, they're down in Pensacola, mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Tennessee were in South Bend to begin the year. So I think the state of the Cubs organization is great. And uh, there's a lot of talent on the way up, so it should hopefully at least be a short while until those guys are at Wrigley and competing, hopefully, for World Series. Well, I appreciate you sending me those pictures of the locker room uh, (laughs) celebration. That's good. I I never tire of those kinds of things. I I think that is so cool, and I'm happy for you. And, you know, it appears to me, and you know it better than I, it's a great group of young guys who are just, the dream, have as much fun as they can, and it's amazing when you come together as a group what you can accomplish. We had a great time, and there were three guys on the roster from 2019 as well, because 2019, that was when we were a low-A team. This is now a high-A Midwest League championship, so three guys from that 19 Mm -hmm. team, and you know, as I I gave all of them hugs, I was like, hey man, I mean, two rings in three years, can you believe it? And um, again, this team just competed, and they had to win two separate decisive game threes to win the championship, one in the division series and one in the championship series. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, your back's against the wall, and you got to hit the ball, you got to pitch the ball, you got to run the base as well, and that's exactly what they did, Coach. 
All right, now you're back. You're, you're back uh, shepherding young men at Butler through the <laughs> stage, the formative stage of their lives. You're helping us. You're, you're doing all kinds of things. It's still good to be you. You're going to hang out with me uh, in Florida uh, sometime yes. in October. Uh, yes. We're down there. I'll be I'll be down. I'll be doing a show from down there. So you got to you got to you got to get down there and hang out with me. That is the plan, and yeah, helping out as much as I can here around. You know, Network Indiana and the fan and anything I could do to help you guys, which, I mean, I'm up. Hey, Coach, I'll tell you what. I mean, I have the best gig in the world that I could go do baseball for five, six months and come on right. back and, and appear on this show and do what I do and, and sure. um, you know, chip in where I can. So I, I'm the luckiest guy out there, and uh, it's just a thrill to be back. And, heck, you know, get some Colts football at home tomorrow. I'll be hosting uh, the Colts <laughs> pregame right. tailgate on Georgia Street so you can come hang out if you're in downtown Indy at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. And, <laughs> And we'll we'll get this tailgate started. He'll sign he'll sign autographs. And by the way, you have the <laughs> yeah, second no. best gig, but that's okay. <laughs> second best? No, I forgot. You're number one. You're always number one. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that I'm number one. But but I would say I would say the job I have is number one. All right. So what we got a one o'clock start. Uh, uh, people have been excited about this game for a long time. Now they're excited for different reasons. Well, that's right, and you're going to have to compete. Again, you got to show a level of competition right. tomorrow if you're the Colts after what happened last week at Jacksonville. And look, for the better part of that Houston game, it was the exact same thing as Jacksonville. So, I mean, really, they've played, Coach, one solid quarter this year. So if you could come out early, establish yourself, establish yeah. the run, you know, if Matt Ryan could get in a groove, uh, you know, there's no reason why, Coach, the the Colts can't win this game. There's no reason. The NFL, there's a whole lot of parity. No, Anybody, no. I mean, it's any given Sunday, Coach. Right. Anybody can win on any given Sunday. Yeah. And yeah, th yeah. there's no reason why the Colts can't compete. I agree. I think the, uh, what is troublesome for people is uh, you have an offensive line that makes a whole lot of money. Yeah. Um, they haven't played well. Uh, you have a quarterback who's not allowed to be himself because he's trying. He's running for his life literally on on each possession. Uh, your running game hasn't been as effective as it as it normally is. Your defensive line has had its issues. Now you have a wide receiver core that questionable and in, in, in some regard now depleted because of injuries. You want me to keep going on? You have all kinds of questions that have been asked, and they're still waiting for answers with this group. Yeah, Coach, and I, I point to a couple other things, too. That you know, Naheem Hines against Jacksonville last week, he had one carry. He got in, got in on 15 snaps, Coach. So yeah. that's not going to win you a game against right. Kansas City. you got to spread the wealth. All right, Matt Taylor coming up. We'll talk more about the Colts. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. To save lives .org. Colts, Chiefs, tomorrow, 1 o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium. The man who have the call, the voice of the Indianapolis Colts, Matt Taylor. Hello, Matt. How we doing, Bob? How are you? I, you know, listen, I appreciate you doing this on a, a night before a game because we've known each other for a while. I know your preparation habits. I know I'm interrupting your preparation. Uh, uh, so your notes will only, instead of being 100 pages, only be about 85. So I apologize <laughs> for all. that. <laughs> Not at all. The, as they say in the coaching world, uh, and I kind of subscribe to it too, the, the, hay, the hay is in the barn at this point. Let's just play the game, you know? 
<laughs> well, you know what? I'm not so sure they're using that expression out on 56th Street right now. <laughs> no, I, I think this week has been, you know, a lot of reflection and, uh, you know, looking in the mirror. And, right. You know, I, I, there's no there's no, doubt, you know, no denying it after two games, and certainly nobody thought they'd be at this point, but there's no question that after a pair of games here, there's – I mean, whatever you want to call it, they're at a crossroads or a turning point or, you know, kind of a, a tipping point where it can go one of two ways here because the schedule's heating up with the Chiefs tomorrow and then mm-hmm. Tennessee next mm-hmm. week and then the Thursday night football game on a short week against the Broncos. Um, you know, I know the AFC South is what it is. It's it's a forgiving division, or at least it's it's shaping up to be that way. But, um, you know, you got to start playing some better football. And I know it's only week three, but considering how the first two games have gone and specifically week two against Jacksonville, this team has got a lot of, you know, soul searching to do. And I think that's what this week has been primarily about. You know, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, I think if, you know, for those of us who've participated in, in some form or another, we've gone through stretches where it hasn't gone well and it's always time for reflection. I think it's a great way to put it. And um, they, I'm sure they've done that too. And, but it's a, a team that, you know, right now, it's in search, they're trying to find themselves, and sometimes teams take a little longer to do that than others, and I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just telling you how reality is. Yeah, and you know, and, and I don't think they're making excuses either, but, I mean, you've got a new a new quarterback, and you've got a new defensive coordinator, and, you know, your last, last weekend, anyways, you were playing without uh, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce. And mm-hmm. you know, listen, other, mm-hmm. other guys got to step up. And, uh, you know, there's really no excuses for the, the defensive woes at times because, um, you know, you had an entire spring, you had an entire offseason in training camp with time on task right. with Gus Bradley. So, you know, it just it just really only boils down to just playing better. It's stopping the self-infliction, uh, mm-hmm. you know, correcting the mistakes, doing the little things better, having better focus. Um, and, and, you know, so honestly, I, I think if the Colts clean those things up, um, you know, I think uh, maybe maybe more so week one than week two, you know, the Colts beat themselves more so than, you know, tying with right. Houston. But, I mean, I think Jacksonville is a very, very good team. I think they're drastically improved. And quite honestly, I think they might be one of the best front sevens that the Colts see all season. And they got to play them again in a couple weeks. Um, but there's mm-hmm. no question the Colts can play better, and they're just trying to put a better product on the field than what they produced the first two games. Is You're an old player. I mean, you're a Franklin College star and a Ron Colley star, so you understand the interconnection between offense and defense. And I, I wonder, you look at the start they're having. You mentioned they've had some tr- some trouble defensively. Uh, offensively, they're not ma- maintaining some drives. They've had issues there. These two are related. They're, they're, you can't separate offense and defense in terms of a football team. No, and it starts on first and second down. I mean, the Colts had woes on offense on third down last week. You know, they were just two out of ten on third down. And it starts on first and second down, not being able to be productive. I think their their average, uh, you know, third right. down distance for a first down was eight point seven yards. So you, you just got to be Yikes. better, you know, and then the little things going into the third down conversions. Hey Matt, that music means I got to cut you off. Hang on here for a brief minute. We'll be back with Matt Taylor on Indiana Sports Talk.
I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Right now, Purdue taking on Florida Atlantic in West Lafayette. 10.49 to play in the third quarter. It's a 21-13 Purdue lead. The Boilers led by a point at halftime. No Aiden O'Connell tonight for Purdue. He's got a rib injury. So UCLA transfer in... Austin Burton is getting the start for Purdue. Burton is 16 of 20, 133 yards, two touchdowns. He has not thrown a pick, so Purdue looking for their second win of the season. Earlier today, Notre Dame took on North Carolina down in Chapel Hill, 45-32. The Irish win. Notre Dame scored 24 points in the second quarter. They led 24-14 at halftime. North Carolina did give them a challenge. Drew Pine, 289 yards through the air. He had three touchdowns, but Drake May for North Carolina, he was tremendous. 301 yards. He had five touchdown passes and zero interceptions, but Notre Dame now 2-2 two and two on the season. They have responded well after that 0-2 start. Cincinnati takes down Indiana 45-24, second straight year that the Bearcats have toppled the Hoosiers. Connor Basilic, 31 of 66, 280 yards on the day, two touchdowns, two picks. 126 yards of receiving for IU's Cam Camper. The Hoosiers are now 3-1 and one on the season. I'm Brendan King with Network. Back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you're with us. We resume our conversation with Matt Taylor from the Indianapolis Colts. Colts taking on the Chiefs. All right, Matt, if you had a dime for everyone who's asked you what's wrong with the Colts, you could ret- you could be like me. You could retire, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's complimentary football right now, as we as we discussed there in the last segment. I mean, it's right. It's offensive right. efficiency on first and second down. It's it's the defense has actually been kind of feast or famine, and I think that's what's frustrating is because the Colts actually lead the NFL through two games. I know it's early, but they're number one in the NFL in in three and out percentage by their opponents. So they've they've forced eight three and outs so far, but at the same time they've mm-hmm. also given up five ten play drives um, that have given Yikes. up points. You know they've given up five ten play possessions and have allowed twenty four points on those possessions. So there's really no in between for the Colts where they give up you know one or two first downs, but they're still able to force a punt or get off the field it's almost as if if they don't get off the field right away it's going to be a long possession for the Colts defense and that's exactly what you can't do coming up on Sunday is is you know Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes getting into an early rhythm like Trevor Lawrence did last Sunday you know the Colts are giving up about 70 percent completion percentage and that's exactly where Mahomes lives uh so uh so far I mean just in his career but through two games I mean, he's high completion percentage, get the ball out, let Travis Kelsey go to work, let Juju Smith-Schuster go, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, so I think the formula tomorrow has to be almost what it was in 2019 when the Colts beat the Chiefs on Sunday night football at their place. It was ball control. It was time of possession, ground them out. You know, Marla mm-hmm. Mack that night had over 100 yards. The Colts ran for 180 as a team. Uh, you know, had 37 minutes of time of possession, had 30-plus first downs. If you just limit Patrick Mahomes' chances to be on the field and his opportunity to make plays, 
that's going to be your best recipe for success. But even if you do do those things, you know, if you win the box score per se, it doesn't mean you're going to win the game because he's so good at capitalizing on his opportunities and the big plays with Kelsey and all of those guys that can just strike at any time. Um, still doesn't mean you're going to win the football game. So um, the Colts have to play well. On it. I mean, obviously they have to play their best game of the season, being sure. that, you know, it's a marquee opponent. And quite frankly, the Chiefs are the class of the AFC, four straight AFC championship games. They have the most wins in the NFL since 2018 when Mahomes took over at quarterback there in Kansas City. So they got to play well, and I, I think they will because it's the home you know, the, the home field advantage, it's the home opener. And sure. I think it's sort of hitting the, hitting the reset button uh, to start the season here in week three, even though you've got off to a winless start. They have the important weapon in Michael Pittman Jr. who's back. And I'm not sure exactly if he'll be 100%, but he gives you a weapon that you clearly haven't had before. And uh, this offense needs a, a spark, and maybe he's the guy. Yeah, I mean, I think last week you saw just how dependent that you might be or have become uh, with him on the field because in week one he was nine for 123 and a touchdown. And you saw that all through training camp and the offseason workout program with Matt Mm -hmm. Ryan's, you know, confidence and his, you know, just his, his, his synergy with him right out of the gate. I mean, two out of every three balls was going to number 11 up at Westfield in Grand Park during training camp. And it was just disappointing to see the Colts wide receivers who the Colts were confident in and they trusted going into the year, not be able to step up last week more, uh, more often than they did in Jacksonville. You know, you had a third down drop by Desmond Patman, you know, Paris Campbell didn't have a catch, had a big pass interference penalty late in that game. You know, Mike Strawn lined up offsides, kind of killed the drive. Um, So to have him back, that's going to be big just for the confidence, the stability, uh, within the offense, and I think it's sort of Matt Ryan's, you know, go-to guy when, hey, it's third and short or we're in the goal line and we need a guy to make a play. Sometimes you just have to look at your best player and your number one receiver and say, I need you to win. Listen, I, I, you just got to win. You got to win your matchup. The ball's going to you. You've got to be our best guy, mm-hmm. a la Jerry Rice or, you know, with the Colts, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. I think Michael Pittman Jr. has definitely graduated into that role. Matt Taylor will have the call tomorrow on many of these great stations around the state as the Colts take on the Chiefs. Uh, we got the dunk. We're going to open up the window. What's the deal? I think tomorrow is actually going to be a 50-50 call. I think the weather is going to be a little bit crisp and maybe a little bit of a chance of rain. Obviously, mm-hmm. it all hinges on the rain and the precipitation. But if it's right. if it's going to be you know clear in terms of of rain, I, I got a feeling they're going to open. They try to open it up as, as often as they can, but precipitation is right. always right. the factor. So they'll check on that in the morning and then make a decision, I think, about 11 o'clock. All right, Matt, have fun. Again, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. And uh, good luck to the Colts. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, my pleasure, Bob. Anytime. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks very much. Matt Taylor, he'll have the call tomorrow. On, uh, As I mentioned, many of these same great stations, part of our network, uh, they will uh, be at, starting at 1 o'clock. Um, it'll, it's must-watch TV, folks, uh, and radio. Um, 
My my uh, assumption is you'll all turn down the sound and turn on Matt. That's what I would do if it were me. Uh, very important game. Now, we had a lot of football to talk about. We're later on tonight, uh, we're going to talk about IU. We're going to talk about Notre Dame coming up top of the hour. We'll talk about Marion University, nationally ranked in the NAI. Big win today. Uh, also, our normal Saturday night routine, a conversation with Paul Condry from the Indiana Football Digest Regional Radio Sports Network about a high school football. We just finished week six last night. Cannot believe it. Paul and I will be doing the pairing show coming up on October the 9th. Can't believe that either. So we have a lot a lot of time to not, – not a lot of time to get ready. So Paul will be with us and talking about a, a big, big night of high school football last night. Plus, we'll talk about Notre Dame's win, very impressive win over North Carolina today. That's all coming up. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with – Brendan King, this is Indiana Sports Talk.